Well, you've come to a place where we discuss and uh, debate interesting uh, questions that have been sent in to us by the listener. This particular question today is going to be talking about prioritising the relationship when you build international and local communities. Uh, this is the People's Countryside Environmental Debate podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, William Mankelo. Now, I'm a photographer, but I'm becoming more of a presenter these days. I'm, I'm, that's where my, my goal is. I do this podcast, but also do a, uh, a weekly live show on my Facebook page. And I do talks and workshops as well. Um, it's where I'm really beginning to take my work. Alongside me, well, at the other end of the phone, is um, the co-host, which is Stuart. Stuart the Wamama, but do you want to uh, introduce yourself after that long preamble? Well, I'm the interesting one. Uh, I, I, I'm Stuart, the wild man, Mabbit, and uh, I make nature part of people's daily life. Uh, you know, I've been a, a wildlife gardener for 32 years and convincing people to garden slightly differently. I write and I give talks. We debate and uh, some issues on this podcast, and very often these podcasts uh, are like a, a, an authentic conversation style, William, because some of the questions we get placed... It's very hard to, it's not a for or against, it's a, some of the listeners, you know, present facts and, and yeah. we have to discuss the reality of things sometimes. Yeah, sometimes sometimes the questions are just literally almost like a statement and we have to try and find the question in them, which is, it's, yeah. it's fine, it's just, it's, 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 it's um, yeah. putting over a, a, um, a point of view. I was also yeah. going to reflect as well, Stuart, it, it, I think what makes our conversation quite meandering and engaging because that's what generally happens with our conversations is the fact mm. that we don't debate big issues when we're just talking general do we this this is where mm. we talk about things you know this is between mm. the two of us uh, yeah it's which, a safe place to um explore the these big big issues and we hopefully inspire you to ma make a difference to the environment and the community around you now the question today is from yvette in marston not too far from us william um, not a bit, a bit closer to me because you're up in Manchester still, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. We're over the phone uh, recording this. And it's Yvette from Marston and Oxford. And her, her statement question is, in my view, uh, we need to prioritise relationships when building local and international communities. I'd be intrigued to see where you go with that idea on your debate on this podcast. You always go off the beaten track in your discussions and debates and come up with some interesting and at times pleasingly odd ideas. Keep it up, guys. That's, that's as much of a reference as it is a question. Yeah, so it's it's almost a, a review, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like, I like yeah. the idea, that, uh, Yvette, that you think we, we come up with some pleasingly odd uh, suggestions. I like that. And I'm sure we're going to come up with a few in the next sort of 25 mm. minutes to half an hour. How long? How long mm. this podcast is going to be, right? Mm. Well, I'm uh, I'm already going off the beaten track slightly, and the first thing that comes in my mind is we need to prioritise relationships and building local and international communities. This is more of a, a local thing. It just popped into my head. Often, single men in particular are overlooked because they don't reach out that readily and ask for help. No. You know, that, is, that might be totally unrelated to what Yvette's just said, but that's jumped straight into my head. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we're both uh, men in our 40s, Stuart. Um, we're, I, I remember having a conversation very recently. Um, I, had a, I had a bit of an epiphany when I was cycling. I have quite a few when I'm cycling. I don't have them in the shower. I have them when I'm cycling. 
that mm. um and maybe the one of the things that are similar similar there is a similarity between us that is mm. we don't we don't um we like to we like to look after ourselves and uh, not necessarily rely on anybody else right mm. <laughs> mm. um but that's that is that is definitely a uh, part of the community that that does need to be reached out to a lot more mm. uh, but something I, before i came on with this i did think all oh, i want to talk about this was i think there's an opportunity here for schools and even businesses to actually reach out more into their local communities especially to older people as loneliness has increased i was just trying to find it as a newspaper somewhere i think it was something like during covid but especially over the last decade no it was over the last decade loneliness has increased from 1.5 million to something like 4.5 million over the last decade Mm. it's one of the biggest killers schools and businesses could step in there i think it's one of the biggest health issues I think it's one of the, I think I, I, I read a stat somewhere, <laughs> which is a great way to start a sentence, right? No, not citing mm-hmm. my references, but the, um, that's loneliness is one of the biggest killers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. we're, we're very, by, by nature, we are a community animal. We need to be, we yeah. need to be around other people. Yeah, I think, um, thinking off the top of my head here, uh, well, you know, I said schools and businesses could step in. It could be something along the lines of, Something like a community connections project um, that, that that was made part of the school curriculum and the working week, and you, you, you know, focusing on beneficial connections that are made within the community, not just randomly picked ones. You know, there's an opportunity here. Yeah, I was I was I was just thinking about there is there is actually um, a lot of football clubs, a lot of in in the in the UK. Uh, do, mm. are particularly good at, at, at community outreach, um, but they're only mm. as effective as um, as only as effective as 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 the response. So, uh, how many people actually would really want to be um, involved in um, anything to do with a football club at all, or would even understand mm. that a football club would be able to help them? Because uh, mm. for 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 a club, I mean, my local club, Oxford United, it's a two way thing. They, mm. you know, you have the club outreach reaches out to the community and helps helps bring people together and uh, because they show a good face out in the community more people will go to watch the football so mm. it's almost like that two-way thing isn't it i think that's the same yeah, with a lot, and lot, lot of things they here. do it long term that's been going on their outreach has been going on for decades and yeah i'm not talking about volunteering for one or just a few days a year um as the level of need is way more needed than now during covid you know so schools and businesses could step in it's not just one one day a year or something mm. i'm talking about it you know as an ongoing thing and it could tackle loneliness and have lots of spin-offs socially and uh, societally uh, on all sorts of levels and I was reading about social capital the other day and it, it could increase that uh, and it might start with a letter or or a phone call but obviously you know when children are involved and older vulnerable people safeguarding issues need to be put in place but that's not a problem but I think schools and businesses could focus on a set of roads near to where they are geographically yeah um, and get as many of the staff and children involved as possible as much as possible this is what Yvette's talking about is relationship building and I'm talking about doing it doing it uh, locally but th- th- that just builds doesn't it into international movement it does I would say though that the the, the, the your local your local connections are the most important aren't they I yeah. think it it definitely definitely builds a strong it should it should uh, it's like the it's like the roots of a tree isn't it if you've got your local mm. if you're local if you're 
if you're connected locally, you're, you're likely to connect to anybody then, aren't you? Mm. Understand what yeah. um, what you get out of out of community. I mean, I'm, I'm involved with a, a, a market, a farmer's market here in Oxford. And, and that in mm. itself is its own little community. Uh, yeah. I've met so many different people from there. And I can think mm. of several people. I can think of just one person right now that I... Um, that maybe falls into the category we were talking about earlier about uh, about men who live on their own, and uh, mm. uh, I'm very aware of that. And I I do I do reach out to them on a regular basis, and we keep in touch. Mm. And uh, we often go for a one on one walk, which we can do at the moment, of course, can't we? We yeah. we'll walk around the park and have a chat. Uh, if anybody's listening and they want to get involved in in this, there is a, a project I come across. It's called Lonely Not Alone, and it's a charity that helps with young people specifically yeah because at the moment seems to me just as a, a lay lay person at the moment support seems to come through official channels but as i say schools and businesses and all sorts of other things could get involved but it would need a coordinated body to spearhead it properly if it was going to be turned into a proper movement yeah uh, and I, i've heard i think it was through lonely not alone charity that 16 to 29 year olds are twice as likely to as over 70s to experience loneliness in the current pandemic which i thought it was interesting yeah and there needs to be more recognition of things like this uh, and there's a lot of stigma attached to it i mean we spoke in the last episode about food shortage be it there's a stigma about asking for food if you don't have it have it but i also think there's a stigma around loneliness yeah, it's almost like, uh, and I've heard that stat as well, by the way, that the loneliness is affecting um, the younger generation more than the older generation. But because I think potentially that, I'm just thinking of my mum, for example, she mm. does get lonely, but she doesn't mind being on her own. But I think that the, I mean, we've grown up up, up with the, we, we grew up before the internet, Stuart, right? We remember mm. a time before the internet, but the current generation, people who are being mm. born right now, will only, will always be, the internet will always be there. So I thought how it would have been there in their entire life. So a lot of communications are done through just through digital means and you're not you're not meeting face to face. And it, it, yeah, that's that, that I think that's one of the bigger problems, really, when it comes to that. That That's what mm. I think that's one of the biggest causes of that, that, the, that age group having that having the loneliness epidemic mm. that they have at the moment. I think it is dangerous saying sometimes all oh, the young people are, are, are twice as likely to experience loneliness to over 70s because that reduces the need of the 70s but i think there's another opportunity here of uh, more intergenerational projects so young people are linked with the old people to help deal with the isolation and loneliness and on both groups Uh, and then moving it into an environmental conversation getting those generations that are very you know that's like two generations apart if they're in in like inter interacting with each other to share to, to stave off loneliness if a conversation was introduced around nature and the environment it might be good for both of them to explore the different perspectives of a different generation that could be powerful in itself yeah and they have different experiences and different 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 mm. skill sets yeah I, the really obvious one and the real i mean maybe a bit of a broad sweep but the um, the older generation may be not very tech savvy, uh, mm. which the younger generation can help you help out with, and the younger generation don't have life experience, which the older generation mm. can help out. It's a really broad sweep, mm. I know, but it's that there's a there's a there's an interesting connection there, isn't there? Mm. Anyway, Yvette, you said in your question you wondered where we were going to go with uh, <laughs> this this conversation. Well, that's where we went. Was uh, we need to bring the young and the old together? Who'd have thought?
<laughs> these conversations meander uh, like a footpath through uh, uh, through the snow uh, or yeah. uh, like a, uh, somebody trying to negotiate their way around, around a cul-de-sac. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what these these images are painting in my mind. Anyway, what action can we give people today listening to this? I th- one, thing, one thing is to try and uh, connect with uh, the people in your local area, in your local community. Um, mm. You can often see. Uh, I, I think. I think a lot of. I think a lot of issues are solved by um, by uh, by communication, uh, mm. and good long term communication as well. So, uh, not just not just, you know uh, your, your neighbour's not just for Christmas. It's for the rest of the year, right? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And your neighbour can be anything from the person who lives literally next door to you. Or somebody who is, you know, part of the same group as you. Look for com- mm. look for community. Look for community-based projects near mm. you, whether they're voluntary yeah. or maybe you can work for them. Uh, but yeah, look for. I mean, I vol- I volunteer mm. at the local market, um, and it's became it became such a big part of my own community, especially during lockdown. Um, it, we don't always agree with each other. Um, mm. We don't always get on with each other. There's, you know, the, I, no no group gets on with each other. No, no you always get friction. Um, yeah. But it's 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 a good community. It's how you deal with that. It's how you deal with it, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Mm. Uh, that's it, really. I can't think of any other... I'll just drop <laughs> in really the telephone action, a minute. I'm just dropping the telephone. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so uh, this has been another episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast with me, Stuart Moore, the world man, Mabba, and... Me, William Manklo. And uh, you can actually fund this this uh, podcast through Patreon. Uh, so if you go to patreon.com forward slash the people's countryside, go and check it out. We've got some tier awards, haven't we, Stuart? Do you want to just uh, maybe just talk about what a tier awards are and and one yep. specific tier award that we're gonna we've released already? The material, the reward levels are uh, uh, got silly names like Green Transformer and Game Changer. Anyway, depends how much you you might be two pound a month, might be thirteen pound a month, on and on, and uh, there, there will be different. Uh, behind the scenes uh, exclusive material for the different levels and we we've recorded um, a film the other day on well we filmed a zoom chat didn't we where we were talking about the way we approach uh, new collaborators and guests we don't just approach them cold we try and find common ground yeah before we even approach them but you don't want to say any more because it's 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 if you want to find out more you can go to patreon.com forward slash the people's countryside and we're releasing material on a weekly basis so generally on a monday generally on a monday yes that's that's yeah. what we and it's uh, we we it's not and this we don't have any sort of particular pattern that we're releasing at the moment but we're, i'm yeah. sure we'll eventually get around to it <laughs> yeah and also join us on youtube the people's countryside youtube channel we're going to be re- releasing um so some of these episodes we're going to be re- recording um, the, the the audio might not be as great because we're not using the same equipment. We might just I don't know have a Zoom chat and uh, and have record a, an episode of the podcast over Zoom, uh, which will sound different. But at least you'll be able to see us on YouTube, William. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. And before you go right now, before you go, before we end this podcast episode, share this podcast with five of your friends right now. We very much appreciate it. We want to get towards twenty thousand listens by the middle of this year. We're already above 9,000. We're heading towards 10. So Mm. those few extra listens, they'll be much appreciated. And our next question, William, is from a country we've never had a question from. I'll give you one guess. And the country, well, I'll give you a clue. The country begins with P and we have never had a question from there yet. Oh, Papua New Guinea. (laughs) No, Peru. 
<laughs> you should, you should, you, you've, you've ruined the shattered the illusions now, Stuart. You should have you should have kept that for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. but I'm not going to say who from Peru has given us a question, but uh, that's where it's from. Anyway, we will see you in the next episode of the People's Countryside Environmental Debate Podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you.